Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora and welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, and mediocre films of movie history I'm Cassandra I'm Matt And I am Dr. King <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted Big to be in the presence of this. Uh, well, I think it's consistent because in this in this movie we have some people speaking in their natural voices and some who are doing some choices, and also some who are minds. using a British accent, even though they aren't British. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. true. And where's yeah. Vigo from? But no, that's what I'm saying. Vigo's like American accent. Uh, well, and he? Yeah, but yeah. he's not originally from America. And Fassbender is Scottish, right? He's I, Danish. Yeah, but I think in terms of his like English yeah. Yeah, language yeah. accent, it sounds more American. Absolutely. So he's definitely doing the. It's, it's that classic trope of like we're speaking in a foreign language, but we're going to show it by we're all using like the Queen's British. English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This um, is why we love dangerous liaisons. They're all just speaking their own accents. Like, yeah, I love mm. when they speak in their own accents, theoretically, but sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't work and I no. can't pinpoint it. Like, yeah, this is just a total side note, but I always remember when I saw Les Miserables on Broadway and they had um, everybody doing their own accents for the most part, except the Tenardiers were still in Cockney <laughs> for some reason. Oh. Um, we have to emphasize And Marius that just trash. had the most, like, the most California, like, sort of, <laughs> and it, it just it just couldn't work. Like, the, my name is Marius Pontmercy was just like, uh, uh, it was not. It was, <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I, I was pulled out of Revolutionary France. If I was France. Eponine, I would not be on my own after it was, that. It was a strong, yeah, I was just like, I know, like, I theoretically support this, but I can't deal with it in, in person. <laughs> <laughs> Marius Pomercy. <laughs> Do you reckon the the Tenardiers are like I, it's coded into the song though, right? Yeah, it's, I mean it's the thing. It's obviously it's written for the West End, <laughs> yeah. where it's like just it's a variety of British accents. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like all New Zealand productions of Les Mis I've ever seen, everyone just does the British accents. Yeah. Um, but you know it's difficult with rhymes. It's funny because they're right? actually they're actually French. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you could do it like like. Boston or something. I don't know. But then, yeah, again, yeah. like I feel like that's, that's such a specific choice. Yeah, yeah. On my own. <laughs> it's the Sopranos meets yeah. you know, like Jersey. I'd love to see it. Well, I mean, you heard about the Bronx Tale on Broadway, Robert yeah. Nero's Passion Project. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's because yeah. it's set in the Bronx. How yeah. are we? We're good. good. We're discussing accents. Yeah, um, accents you know, are always fun. Yeah, things are going fine-ish at the moment. We're all sort of waiting on tender hooks to see about uh, Wellington's future in terms of the uh, the COVID Yeah, and note uh, that this responses. was is recorded a week um, in this advance. This is a week in like advance, beforehand. so we'll find out when this comes out, uh, you know, whether the like large numbers of cases that we've gotten since the, the sort of strange and unwieldy restriction loosening has started to happen in Auckland, it's going to uh, continue to snowball and affect the rest of the country. Yeah, so if this feels a little dated, <sighs> that might be why. That'll be why. But right now, we're all together uh, mm. In, mm. in the same location. Um, and yeah, ready to chat about some of our the things we've been viewing over the past week or so. Yeah, Power of Three will set you free. It's charmed. It's a charmed. I was reference. like, I don't actually know what that is. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never yeah, watched no. Charmed. It was never... <laughs> One for you. I mean, it was one for and, me. And for the many listeners, listeners that, yeah. that have enjoyed Charmed. 
it seems like a good show can you go back though is it like a nostalgia watch yeah i'm sure i haven't watched charm since i was a kid but you know which they is... all have they all have P names, which I relate to since me and my siblings all it's have true. M names. MP. <laughs> yeah, they're like Prue, Piper, and Phoebe, and then and then they introduced Paige. Oh, yeah, mm. when they kicked out Shannon Doherty. Oh, did they like replace one of the witches? Yeah, oh, wow. she was being difficult. Oh, yeah. and then they killed her off, and now they're all crazy because the Paige is Rose McGowan. Oh, <laughs> Phoebe's Alyssa Milano. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a particular type yeah. of actress. Yeah. Oh well, you know. Mm. Yeah. From peas to another one. Pop, 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 pop corner. corner. Oh. That, that elegant segue. Yeah, it's so smooth. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like butter well that's another segue we'll, for get another, we'll, we'll get there yeah but you know one thing where you eat popcorn at the movie the movie and we went and saw a movie together we did uh, the three of us as well as uh, some other fine folks <laughs> uh shout out if you're listening you know who you are Ugh, we're um, just gonna redact them in the pod oh you know some people are, are private and we went and saw yeah. the latest bond no time to die um, you know what yeah. to me no time to we it's fucking long <laughs> well yeah actually yeah, quite a lot of time to like a lot yeah. of places where you yeah. could duck Plenty out for time. a moment and come back i guess um, i but, ch- i know. chose to not <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it's a long film it's t- too long one might say i would say too long too long i think there were a lot of good things about the film i, I enjoyed film, a lot of actually, like yeah. segments of it but i kind of wished that some of these set, po- set pieces could have been split up across multiple films so for i didn't sure. have to have two um, and yeah. four 40 something minutes that, that part one part two Feel. And yeah, obviously, like, just... skip ahead if you haven't seen because it yeah. is a very we'll brand spoil new. This. Mm. Uh, James, um, put in a time code for when people can rejoin the podcast if they don't want to be spoiled for the Bond movie. Sure. Spoilers! Yar, Harry spoilers. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a spoiler. Yippee mother spoiler. No, I am your spoiler. Okay, that's it. Uh, we're going to spoil the film. Uh, I guess I wanted to talk about the film generally first before mm, yeah. uh, hitting that kind of point. I think the uh, during the cinema experience I had a wonderful time. As you I kind liked of, it. Yeah, as you look at it and pull it apart, there's some things that don't really yeah. make I think a, the set pieces are really good. Yeah. yeah. It was just really long. Like, yeah, every, every I think time... it's just there were too many plot points. Yeah. So it felt like each look. of them weren't necessarily <laughs> bad plot points in themselves, but having all of them all intertwined together was yeah. kind of yeah. too yeah. many. There's and some was... theories that like the Rami Malek kind of plot maybe got kind of cut down or change because they didn't want it to be too close to like the pandemic uh like maybe more oh, of it over sure. pandemic plot i mean thank right. god for us because yeah. i don't know we I were think, spared from to be fair i i'm i'm starting to think that maybe rami's just bad <laughs> he was not giving i think he's got i feel like particular he, talents. he was just sort of trying everything like he just sort of came oh. to this character with like all of the ticks and all of the accent and all of the th- and then they were just like keep it all and i yeah. i think that's not a judicious use of your your villain tick no it's um, it's like christoph waltz in the last one I'm like, and christoph waltz in this no. one as well, well his <laughs> scene when he, i thought he was better christoph in this was one. Fun he was better in this yeah. he got a little trolley to yeah he did have a little forward. prison train that he but, got sort of delivered yeah. out on like a it was like a little mini conveyor belt for prisoners which was yeah. cute i mean 
Rami to me was outacted by the little girl Mathilde. Mm. She, was, she was great. Oh. Secret daughter yeah. with uh, the Madeline Swan. Madeline. That's right. Um, played by Leia, Leia Sedu. Um, what was I going to say about Rami again? Is like, um, it was, so we um, watched this film at eight p.m. and yep. this is a two-hour forty-five minute film. Yes. So I needed some time to rest my eyes, <laughs> and thankfully Rami has a couple of long monologues. <laughs> That there was nothing happening on screen, so uh, I was just like, I'm just rest, rest my eyes and and listen to him yeah. <laughs> explain his evilness. So. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of motivations across the course of it that, yeah, that it doesn't really kind of add up to a whole coherent kind of plot. But yeah. I I, don't, I think he's kind of pretty kind of incidental. The thing that I liked weirdly, uh, like he's not super important to like the plot, obviously to the main like plot, but what the mm. film is actually focused on in terms of thematic kind of stuff, which has been really cool throughout all of the Craigs is like trying to pick at Bond as a character, which a lot of the yeah. previous series really and haven't. Daniel Craig is really good. In He's this, great in this. In this. Yeah. Yeah. In this I feel like, Bond. yeah, I think, I think that's the most acting of any of the Bonds really. Mm. I feel like I, I speak for James as well, that like, I really enjoyed the, there's like one sequence in Cuba where Daniel Craig oh. has to t- join up with Ana de Armas. Oh, my favorite part of the best film. Part of the film. Yeah. Honestly, um, I was like, you know, this was the moment where I was like, she's a movie star. Yeah. yeah. She's it's just, such it's just a, a movie really star. fun character. It's really playing into some of the more, there's a lot more comedy in this film than I think I've seen in some of the yeah. other Craig mm. Bond Thank films. Thank you, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it sort of starts out that she's kind of this very, very overeager, like she's on the job for three three weeks um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a spy in Cuba and uh, sort of Bond. And super kinda, nervous as well. Yeah, and Bond sort of underestimating her because she's, um, yeah, seems sort of, very bright-eyed and innocent uh, but then of course she proves herself during the mission and there's just a really lovely Ugh, like I want it's a very avuncular relationship yeah. with yeah. Uh, him kind of gaining respect for her and, and also like, good job. I'll mean, work with you again and they have a little handshake at the end there's it's like a cute. metatextual reference there to like <laughs> Knives Out where they were together as yeah. well it's just like look mm. at that chemistry that they've developed yeah um yeah. Which has finished shooting in Greece, so Ooh. can't wait. Oh, yeah. exciting. Too. Um, what was I going to say about this? Yeah, I was just like, she, as they said, look, it's played out now, but she 100% understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. I want to see more of Paloma. Give me like, a, you know. Paloma spinoff. Yeah, a spinoff. <laughs> chuck her in the next one. Like, yeah. honestly, give it to me. It you can replace like the Felix Leiter be role because it's yeah. also sad. That, yeah, like Jeffrey Wright is, is sort of... Um, I guess like CIA equivalent, mm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, who also also dies in this one. I think it was actually it was removing in the way yeah, that they show quite a yeah. Bond yeah. trying to save his old friend and yeah. uh, the sort of emotional impact that it has on Bond, um, which is again like a I think good at showing some growth and character development and mm. um, yeah, and it's nice to see a uh, I think a plot line that's usually given to female characters and Bond franchises and in action franchises generally where it's the, friend, the, the yeah. yeah like the romantic interest that dies and that's how it how it affects Covered him giving that to a to a, to a platonic male friend instead of of, of, a, of a love interest mm. um yeah I think it's a, mean, a stronger more interesting yeah. move and yeah I mean he already nice. had that with M previously but again it's another yeah. one of those showing another facet to him yeah um being more than just <laughs> sex hound yeah. yeah and i think it's it's good to see like he's you a know, father now like platonic male intimacy in films it's so i just good. enjoy so mm. yeah it's good yeah and i you just think of some of the earlier bond films and they would have never had the courage to like yeah to 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 explore him as a father or to yeah. explore these kind of kind of nuances and i know that it's been getting a lot of kind of 
um, backlash from people that are very precious about Bond around. We heard something on a on a, a <sighs> podcast where someone said, oh, it's, uh, it's been made for, quote, blue-haired feminists, uh, which <laughs> I think says everything about, like, the kind of entrenched, like, hatred uh, yeah, people have towards... Um, updating yeah. Bond yeah, in but any it's way. Also, yeah. It's like, it's not anything radical either. Yeah. It's like, have you seen other films? Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you yeah. seen any of the superhero films that you like? I feel like, like? they're exactly. doing exactly. a good like, job oh, of... So you're pissed off that he's not a sex pest anymore? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you see everything like again and again, like to it gets boring. Like there's, there's a reason why like, you know, Bond taking it more seriously after like, you know, the, the previous Bonds was so refreshing. But now that we've had five films of this really serious Bond, I'm ready for some fun again. Yeah. yeah. I wish the next Bond would be more wacky with wackier gadgets. Yeah. Take me back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you've got to thread the needle between like what retains the identity of a Bond film. And yeah. also the fact that, you know, it's, it's made in the 21st century. And so mm. like, there are some sort of, social mores that you can't just repeat from exactly. the original ones which totally. have got heaps of racism and sexism and all these terrible kind of like like bond like slapping women and yeah like... and just it's just like the things that you know because you're watching them and like knowing they're a product of their time you can kind of be like ah yes that's kind of what those films were like back then but you you wouldn't accept the audiences wouldn't now. accept that yeah. if it was made in a modern day film yeah. even if it is traditional james bond yeah. so of course it's going to have to be updated yeah. i wonder if the next Bond will be continuing from this franchise or are they going to set it in like the 50s or the 60s you that'd know? be interesting doing a period interesting, setting yeah. mm. because um, they've kind yeah. of finished this like chapter of Bond really. yeah well, well I think we'll this see. is the thing I mean this is why I feel like you kind of have to talk about if you're going to talk about this with spoilers yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah that they decide to, to kill him off at the end yeah. um, mm. rather than doing I guess and the other James Bond things that they just do and cast another guy and hmm. they don't sort of they sort of imply that it's just the same guy yeah 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 <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. a different actor except Whereas, for one line from George Lazenby which says this never happened to the other guy but that's yeah. still kind of like a yeah, you know a, right a, kind of a wink yeah um, as opposed to like killing Sean Connery at the end of the Sean Connery ones and then having mm. a new guy yeah. you know like it's um yeah very much like a different way of taking on the, the yeah. regeneration of Bond with a new actor We situation. do get a new 007 in yeah. this film. Yeah, which yeah. is, like, really annoying how they kind of dealt with that character. Like, she's, like, for me, she's always, like, it, there was, like, so Bond and, and her are, like, at, like have, like, a, a combative kind of relationship. And there comes a point where they eventually earn each other's respect and he mm. calls her 007 and she's like oh oh my gosh thank you and i thought that was it that he had passed on the mantle and then she's like actually you can have 007, 007 back and, and we're like, like just dude you just need this for continuity and it's like yeah. if you're gonna kill bond you don't need it for continuity exactly. it doesn't matter like that was by the, the wonderful lashana lynch i am interested to know and to, like as we're talking about like oh it'd be cool to bring paloma back it'd be cool to bring back this other, yeah. like how that's possible in the context of like a full yeah. reboot you know because if you there is kind of Maybe a logical yeah, thing exactly, about like if yeah. you're going to recast bond but not just say like oh it's the same you know character different yeah. thing yeah you kind of have to recast M everyone and Q and have, everybody, have like, you kind of have to recast everyone. the entire situation mm. I, no, okay now that we're talking about it why don't we go around and say who our preferred next bond would be maybe throw mm. in make a bond girl or a bond villain that oh. we I think I've got something on the top of my head. I think I want, you know, obviously my my historical one has actually been Henry Golding, but recently I'm like, my preferred Bond is Regé Jean Page. 
I think he'll be good. He'll oh, be nice right. and slick. Bridgerton? Yeah. Yeah, from yeah, Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah, he'll be good. Um, Bond girl, maybe like an Aza Gonzalez, like someone who's real, like... I just... She just looks like a Bond girl to me. Um, I don't know who that is. From I Care A Lot and um, oh, The Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe a Bond villain, Idris Elba. Because be I mean, like, because he's there. People were saying he should yeah. be next Bond. Too but old he's now. aged out. He he's but he aged out. But I was like, you know, yeah. that's a villain. I had to say, I have not put any thought into this. Like, Let's I'm still, these. I'm kind of of the of the camp of like, do we need to have more James Bond? <laughs> I mean, true. Like, I mean, yeah, we don't. But, but I'm it's also gonna, not like a big fan of this as a franchise. It's not like a thing that I have an existing kind of yeah. Like, yeah. But it's gonna continue. For. And so yeah, I guess it's it's that continuation. Yeah, I don't know if I have a pick top of my mind uh right now um if it has to be white it's dan stevens that's my pick if it has to be white i don't know who that is either who's that he's like the guest oh he's in downton abbey and stuff like that <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> yeah, i haven't fair. seen downton abbey either. oh have you seen know. have you seen um eurovision no okay he's really good Euro- he's some guy he's <laughs> yeah. some guy he's just, great he's been around um yeah i don't i don't have a pick off the top of my head um I have the feeling of like it's that double-edged sword thing where if you name an actor that you think would be good at Bond, it's also like, but then they'd be stuck doing Bond films. And I'm that's like, true. I mean, I want actors to be able to do other that's things. That's why as I'm well. just like, I'm picking yeah. someone who I think is good. I at think Bond, that's a great example because he's not got like an existing exactly. Like, flourishing and I'm not, career, I'm not invested that, yeah, yeah. that much in him. Yeah. Um, and it would be great. I feel like he would be like pretty like, not to be like whatever, but like I think he'd be like widely respected like hmm. accepted as the bond instead of like you know these people who are like purists about yeah. what bond should be i think he could be a person who could mm. appeal to those people who i'm like get over it it's whatever like no. yeah who cares uh my pick is uh chloe grace morris <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> favorite. <laughs> no i don't i don't have a pick honestly um i was very happy with where it kind of ended um i've enjoyed bond a lot growing up we sh- saw it all the time but yeah i'm honestly not sure if it should kind of continue uh but it probably will i um, would 100 percent will. Yeah. it's oh, worth yeah. too much money there's too much of a fandom it's like these it's star MGM's, wars is like it's yeah. mgm's like soul money maker yeah, yeah have yeah, they yeah. sold on yet or have they still struggling know. to stay look alive? barbara broccoli still alive. yeah <laughs> Great name. Gotta stand the broccoli. Iconic broccoli oh, she's so iconic. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like your idea of uh, whoever, whoever it was, a period film. Um, yeah, like yeah. Going, going back, back to the sixties. I think that's a good idea. Honestly, I'm just like remake one of the problematic ones and like make it yeah. like you could do that at this point rather than having to like come up with additional things. Yeah. But just I do don't know. you know live and let die, but do it good. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the problem of like what's inherent like about the. Plot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much if you're changing it to the extent that want, you need to just re- you might as well just write a new story. Another thing I want is like no, like I actually quite like the new Bond theme. It's better than the Sam Smith one. But I want, I have I, completely I, forgot it immediately I, as soon as I heard it. But like, yeah. Skyfall, will Skyfall, always live, we stand. Will always we stand live in our Skyfall. minds. Also, Adele oh, releasing new material soon. Thirty, we're Coming almost up, 30. thirty. Oh my god, I feel like we it's gonna to be our most emotional album yet <laughs> for me because I'm at that age. We need to get and you're also going through divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got a kid who doesn't understand what I'm going through. Um, but what I was going to say is that I need, I think I'm ready for a more like, you know, less like kind of loungy. So yeah. I'm back to like, you know, give me a sexy kind of 
yeah. Bond theme again. Like, yeah. and, you know, I remember when Casino Royale came out, and then they had that one that was like kind of upbeat. The Casino Royale was good. I also like yeah. the Quantum of Solace one. I think that one's good. I know some people it's the, yeah. differ on that oh, one. That's okay. It's, I do like it. The, the Jack White and Alicia Keys. Keys, Alicia Keys no time to die. No time it's to a, die. Uh, another it's another way, way to die. die. Which. I'm sure, like, they were like, damn, we could have used that as a title. <laughs> yeah. Can't use that anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it's of the five Craig ones, it's my, like, maybe second least favorite. My least favorite is the Sam Smith one. The Sam Smith one, I immediately forgot as soon as it was. It's very yeah. boring. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, How could you forget the first gay man to win an Oscar? <laughs> Except he's, they're, got, they're not gay anymore, so. Yeah, and also, we're <laughs> the first gay man Yeah, Oscar, well, that's it? what they said when yeah. they won. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay. It's like, Oh, you, do you know what? Do you okay. know what industry you're working in? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's what it is. I also watched like the Craig Bonds um, in preparation. All of them? Yeah, all five. Well, I got through forty-five minutes of Spectre, as I've told you guys, and yeah. then I finished it today. Oh, yesterday, bit of it yesterday, bit of it today. And you know what? Uh, again, this is why I was like, I'm ready to move to a funner Bond. Like, yeah. I do like them not together like because they are exhausting they get longer progressively yeah yeah and um they are fun but like watching watching them all in succession i was pretty i was exhausted just go fast and frivolous with it like keep that shit short yeah Yeah. i'd say like i got a lot of enjoyment out of the watching the one in the cinemas because james and i did a uh, a bingo system where Mm. we had to name things that we thought would happen in the film yeah. At the at the restaurant beforehand, and then uh, got a little bingo every time one of those yeah. came up. So honestly, the bingo is you know great when I was phones. like, oh, a fight in an enclosed space. That's one for me. It yeah. was very like it just added a little bit of additional enjoyment. So I would say, yeah, if you go into anything genre e of some kind, yeah. just do yourself a little bingo. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, what has Naomi Harris done since Moonlight? That's not Bond. I don't know. Yeah, she she's great. They haven't yeah. really given her her shot. A lot of black artists don't really get that. Yeah. It was like what Viola Davis said of like when Meryl Streep wins the Oscar, she gets, you know, all yeah. of these various different things. Whereas for her, she was like, I had to keep struggling and working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, well. So other things in, in pop pop corner history. I mean, we recorded last year. I didn't do anything. Um, I to me, I would. I watched. Like half of Squid Game, which I am enjoying, <laughs> mm. and I'm like it says something about the show that I am enjoying it despite the many loopholes that I can like skip in my head. <laughs> I'm like I could delve into that, but I am enjoying the show too much that I can like I let feel it like go. it's someone where you're just like ah, this all makes logical sense <laughs> and could definitely happen in real, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's too Are much you fun. It with with dubs or subs. What? What? Some Why people, would you ask that? I know. Some people in, in the office that I, I'm I watching work it with dubs. Yeah, my, my, I'm my, like, what? The my f- flatmates also watch it with dubs, and I, I just, I can't, I can't imagine. No. It's <laughs> you can read. <laughs> to me, what you're telling me is that you can't. No, read. I have heard that there is because you know, like this tends to happen with pretty much yeah. all yeah, subtitle the films, but like right? the translation yeah. is not so great in the subtitles for this. I'm assuming the quite, dub version is just the, you've you got know, the same problem the same it's thing. Thing. It's like you're limited by the amount of time you can show some text on screen for a subtitle but you're limited by the length of time that the actual line is for yeah. a dub so like either way you're going to be making some the edits most important exactly. thing is um, it's just that i've seen a lot of things from korean speaking people on yeah. twitter being like this one well, this I, is not a good sub. <laughs> I do the, 
Yeah, I saw that on TikTok as well. And they were just yeah. like, this is what it actually means, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the only thing, yeah, I didn't really do anything. The only thing I kind of briefly want to talk about, very briefly, is Britney is, for all I know, is free. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Congratulations. She's never going to perform again. And I, oh, I support her. Exactly. To me, I'm just like, Take in, a freaking in, time in off. the best way possible, go, girl, give us give nothing. Us nothing. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Have a rest. Yes, Design girl. more perfumes. You're you, great at that. You have been... Do some painting. You have been working painting. since you were, what, 12 years old? Yeah. You deserve an early retirement. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so I'll just add, I, I've, I've read a book recently, um, which... <laughs> <laughs> the translation to that being, read a book. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's just to show the, uh, my, my high <laughs> your, elite your status amongst the group as a, as a, as a literate. <laughs> it's, it's like Tide read a book, wide read a book. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I uh, decided to go through something that we've had on our shelf for ages and I not actually bothered to read, uh, which is uh, Patricia Highsmith uh, ri- writing as Claire Morgan in The Price of Salt, which Ooh, is the basis Carol. for Carol, um, which is just, just so much fun. It's a really like... Why is it called The Price of Salt? Uh, I mean, I, I support the title change because yeah, it's, power of the dog, like a couple what the hell? There's like a paragraph at one point where they're talking about it, like the, 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 the cost, I guess, you have for flavor in your life, but it's a stupid metaphor. It's, it's like, not that It's like when I looked up what quantum of solace meant, yeah, I it was means like, nothing. Oh, okay. It means nothing. Um, but yeah, Price of Salt is uh, it's a really good book if you want to just have like, you know, a quick, easy lesbian read. It's Love it's it. a great, like in terms of like what I was expecting for, uh, you know, 1950s lesbian pop novel, it's... Um, yeah, like a lot more explicit than I thought it was going to be, love which it. is great. I love that you're just like, what? you're like, oh, yeah, they're having some like sex scenes here as opposed to, you know, most writing of this time, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously just a lot of a lot of gay longing. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's just something really uh, enjoyable about um, reading. I don't know. I find like the 1950s a really fascinating time, uh, particularly mm. in like counterculture in the 1950s, given yeah. that our understanding of the 50s in america is so specifically like that kind of domestic bliss very mm. very straight laced thing so reading about anything that's diverging from that depiction of the 50s is always really interesting to me mm. um and yeah it's i was just saying to james though this is really funny that like therese just will just can just get a job she'll just like move to a place yeah. and she'll be like great and then i got a job and i worked for two weeks as a secretary <laughs> and then i just got a different job and it's and like just, oh what a life always, our, our always, grandparents had yeah. <laughs> they could just do that um, I was going to say she always leaves her gloves, but that's actually Carol that leaves, Carol. Her, leaves her gloves. Um, um, but yeah, there's also like, uh, Teresa's a set designer in the book. Oh, she's a photographer in the movie, but yeah, no, it's I mean, like she's, cool. she's just working off, yeah. off Broadway, uh, you know, trying to, trying to sell her sets. Carol is like, kind of uh sniffy about her set designs oh, which God. is quite funny i mean look <laughs> yeah. I, I could she see like it. she's like looks at them for a while and is just like okay i can see that from her um but no i would start if you if you're if you're looking for some lesbian romance in your life um you could definitely go 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 worse than you know, picking it up you know what i was thinking recently was like now that she's a prestige actress stick Kristen stewart into like her mm. own prestige um, period lesbian drama I with mean, Sarah Paulson, <laughs> actual lesbian. Well, we've got yeah. well, I guess they're not lesbian. I mean, uh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. She's a lesbian. lesbian. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, okay, Kristen cool. Stewart's bi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Wanted yeah. to get that correct, Kristen. <laughs> well, she. We've Kristen already seen that. Pr- Princess bi. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> by Anna Spencer. <laughs> but we've already had the prestige prestige lesbian drama with uh with Kristen with uh Happy Season. <laughs> the prestige. Greatest film. Prestige drama. All yeah. that yeah. <laughs> all that drama in that movie. All right. Uh. Um, well, uh, The Price of Salt could also be the name of this movie with the amount of Michael Fassbender putting salt on, <laughs> on his wife's cooking. So without It also ado, could be The Price of Salt because of all the salt being thrown <laughs> all the salty verbally yeah. by Jung and Freud. So that brings us to our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Right, so who has uh, come across this film before uh, and in what context? Uh, James, you've seen this before, haven't you? Yes, so uh, this is directed by David Cronenberg, who is one of my favourite filmmakers. He is really, really cool. He's most known for like the horror genre, so he's done like... And video- don't worry, there's some body horror in this Yeah, film. yeah. <laughs> um, Videodrome, Dead Ringers, um, tons of films. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, he didn't do The Fly. Is it? He did yeah, The Fly, yeah. right? Yeah, The Fly with um Jeff Goldblum um yeah and uh in this kind of stage of his career he was starting to like move back to drama I think he took a bit of a hiatus and then came back with a history of violence and then worked with Mm. Vigo again um in Eastern Promises Mm -hmm. and then A Dangerous Method that kind of this is the third of the he did like um Cosmopolis in between yeah oh it's Cosmos Cosmopolis in between yeah oh wait that might have been just the year after 2012 yeah um but yeah and he started like championing Rob uh which I'm a big fan of because Rob loves Rob Rob Robert Pattinson who's in Cosmopolis oh I was like Like, is Rob you gotta know (laughs) okay okay, close friend (laughs) yeah and then he did um the very yeah I I thought you were talking about Vig for a second (laughs) no I mean Cronenberg always works with cool directors. He was, uh, with cool, cool directors. Direct- <laughs> Sorry, actors. actors. Uh, and Robert Pattinson was also in uh, David Cronenberg's Map to the Stars with yeah, like John Cusack. Yeah. Did you not like love. it? I didn't like love. Okay. Didn't yeah. love. Yeah. It was I'm okay. with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, um, John I, Cusack was doing something. <laughs> in my mind, Cronenberg is like, he's like Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. He's always going to serve up something interesting. Yeah, that's It may true. not always be good yeah um yeah so but i i really like it when he hits um and so julia moore was interesting in that film yeah yeah yeah. she was she was she was doing some interesting things uh but yes i had seen this before uh but it was kind of like ticking off the kind of run because it didn't immediately interest me i've looked a little bit at like uh my like Mum knows Jung, so she's lent me a book on Jung, who is Michael Fassbender's character in this. Um, but I didn't really know much about, except the general knowledge of Freud. Um, so yeah, I liked it the first time that I saw it. Of like, but it was kind of that see a movie a day kind of completionist. That era of James's yes, life, which you've probably heard about before era. on the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I had not seen this film before, uh, but I had seen some highlights reel clips, <laughs> yeah. uh, which which basically all but confirmed it, it its inclusion in I the mean, Five Nights this, of Nightly this series. This was pretty much the scene. <laughs> I remember showing Cass those clips, and yes. it was just out of this world. Oh, but and just it's... this, 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 like these clips that we're talking about—they've just been recurring um, yeah. discussion in our group chats <laughs> and our personal, interpersonal mm. um, yeah. correspondence. It's just like, but this, this kind of really um, planted the seed of what was to become the Five Nights. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, apotheosis. Um, so yeah, I mean, other than uh, the, the 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 sort of iconic Kira scenes, which we will discuss in great detail, uh, that's all I had seen about this. I knew it was about psychology, mm. and it was about you know like. I guessed it was about Freud and Jung, I guess. But yeah, but other than that, it's all I got. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm similar. I'm, I'm the same as both of you. It's just like I had not seen this film. Um, I obviously love the clips, love the scenes. Love <laughs> we love the scenes. Discuss, but I also was aware of the film because of, of Cronenberg. And it was, you know, in 2011 getting mild Oscar buzz until it wasn't received as warmly as it though it was it, going to be it, it was its, as they, um, they thought it would be it has its defenders i was looking on wikipedia sure, to see yeah. like what its kind of reception was and there were definitely some critics that gave this this like favorite film of the year like yeah, love yeah. this film mm. and um, of course top 10 sort of people but not not yeah. widely beloved and it's not like i wouldn't call it the most oscar friendly film either no it's, no. it's like it's I'm, a bit cold i wonder yeah. what its box office was i'm gonna yeah. look that up because i don't See audiences being like, yes. I gotta go to this. <laughs> Give me that Freud and um, Jung. Can you look up the box office? Uh, should we should we jump into our, our movie in a minute? I mean, I'm ready to do that, but okay. I think it's also time before we get into the film to drop for the final time, mm. for the final night. Kira Knightley in the five nights of Knightley. Why are you crying? I know exactly. I love you, Rob. I want you to punish me. She is never to set foot in this house again. I know what you think, Cathy. Although Tommy really likes you as a friend. He just doesn't see you that way. You always talk to Peter. You don't like me. I'm not sorry. Iris. From the first moment I met you, your arrogance and conceit, your selfish disdain for the feelings of others made me realise that you were the last man in the world I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. This is wrong. Makes no difference. Five Nights of Nightly. Beautiful. What a send-off to that that wonderful edit. One last time. Um... The budget was fourteen million, and the box office was twenty-seven point four million. Oh, made a profit. So you know, okay, made a okay, profit. You know, good. Um, but what are we talking about here today? Well, I can't remember who's doing it. It's Matt's turn. <laughs> both of you, both of you have the so timer worry, out because I thought you were looking at the box office, so I, I, I prepared. Right. Um, but whenever you're ready, Matt, Let's explain the it. plot of a dangerous method. So, this is the story of how Carl Jung started treating Sabina. I don't remember her last name. Sabina Spielfein. S. Yeah, and um, this is Kira Knightley. And she starts off with a very, very manic, chin-forward performance. Um, but this is how their relationship develops from um, him being weary of her to actually being seduced by her charms because of the encouragement of Otto Gross. And then um, this is also about his relationship with, with Freud and how their relationship um, evolves from kind of a father-son dynamic into uh, enemies because of different ideologies and because uh, of his growing uh, attachment to Kira, his patient, and how that's unethical. And this is also the story about his how his relationship with Kira develops from being patient to perversion to actual affection. And that's the whole story of the three of them <laughs> in a minute. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Um, I like that you just, <laughs> rather than doing a plot summary, it's just like, this is the story of. <laughs> this is the story, yeah. the story, the story of, Freud. of a girl named yeah. Lucky. This is a story all about how Carl and Freud got upside down. Look, I think I covered most of I it. I think you okay? did. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. the most, like, plot heavy film really yeah i feel like it's yeah. for just scenes and there is some interesting use of time in this film yeah. like yeah. it does kind of just liberally cut forward by quite a long period yeah. uh, a lot of times throughout the film and sometimes you don't know when the fuck they are yeah yeah sometimes it's got a little thing saying how many years later sometimes it's just like let's just do it we'll go so, forward we'll sometimes we find out that time has passed as michael fassbender walks in the room puts his hands <laughs> on his hips and says i'm, I'm back, back. I mean, Michael Fassbender has no conception of time in this film because he didn't know that he was talking to Freud for 13 goddamn hours. <laughs> on their first meeting. Yeah. Well, so we've got all these major players going on here and uh, they have great minds, but who has great face or attractiveness in <laughs> most VP Hot Butter. Sizzle, sizzle. Yeah. Most VP. So this... Is a film, a lot of it about sex, but it does not, like, for for such a film with such a topic, it's not very sexy as a film, I would say. Not really. Like, I don't no. feel like we've got... I've got a pick, though. So. I've got a pick, but I feel like, I want to just preface it, like, it wasn't like, ooh, it's hard to choose because they're all <laughs> yeah. so sexy. This is more of like a spirit stallion of the Cimarron, like, which of them Where is do we go? Hey, like, the yeah. mum was serving. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go with Michael Fassbender as Jung uh, at that one point when he had his shirt open and was uh, like he just had sex with Kira after they yeah. were reunited and mm. it was like a like you know he's just sort of sitting in the yeah. office relaxed for once good. and not wearing his little little nerd glasses which is definitely not very hot I mean I agree but I am a very strong Michael Fassbender <laughs> as Jung because that you know he is so repressed but when he lets go he is He's going to be doing a lot. I think there's I something know. about the joyless spanking. I don't know. There's really something just, about like, it. Some Are you enjoying it's like, it's like, <laughs> in some ways, I relate to Kira. I just want to, like, fix him a little bit. You're like, you know, you. there's something there. You just want to unleash the passion of this stoic man. He's because, so repressed. Because he's just like, he gives you nothing. But because he gives you nothing, you just want to dig a little bit more. You're going to be the person who unlocks the, the, the key. I see, the, I see. Who's the key who unlocks the... The, or the passion yeah <laughs> exactly um and then you know you ruffle him up and he looks amazing and there was that one scene where he was sitting down on the boat and his butt was really perky <laughs> that was a good moment it's a good boat too. the boat was good, good. the butt was good um yeah and my runner-up actually is vincent cassell because there's something about his sleazy attitude i i'm not pro this <laughs> i can't support this and i was like hmm i would if i was his patient <laughs> Yeah, where famously he he just goes like, "Hey, do you do you want to just fuck me?" So yeah, Vincent Cassell is Otto Gross, who is <laughs> like so another good. psychologist who first like Vincent is young. He like Jung treats him at one point, and then Freud treats him later. And like his treatment is for the fact that he just fucks all his patients oh, from the sound yeah, of it, yeah, and just... like basically just uses his like therapy in quotation marks to convince people yeah. to have sex with him, yeah, which to bring is really, down like, the, the establishment worst. of monogamy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's against monogamy She's, in the way yeah. that the you know the freewheeling men of the sixties were against monogamy in a very misogynistic way. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, strong Michael F- Fess. 
yeah ass bender for me if i had to pick a, a well a, this isn't about a single shot because if it was a single oh, shot right. it yeah. would be for a uh the michael fassbender like open shirt hmm. um tussled hair where he was exceedingly hot and then also kira was uh uh not it's no, not a great felt no, not great i'm no. saying in that, in that scene she looked very nice there was like a nice moment of yeah. Kira. we'll yeah. talk about why we don't rate kira's yeah. looks Kira's in this not, film not her hottest in this but film. for a performance i would say that there's something about like the the egotistical like holier than thouness of freud the vigo <laughs> like i'm right like I'm definitely right in all aspects. He's got like silver, you know, like peppered uh, hair. Um, he's wearing those pinstripes, and he's always got a goddamn cigar in his mouth. Suggestive, yeah. <laughs> and and he just he he he's 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 like a peacock without like fully pushing it too much. And something about that was like, uh, yeah, it was doing it for me. This is a great fair, like. I've got to say, all three of our lead characters, extreme glow ups from history. Yeah, um, I'm like, sure. much yeah, hotter yeah. in this film than they were yeah, in real life. I'm sure. Yeah, if you look at a picture of Freud, he's <laughs> yeah. just now like, um, there's no wonder he was fantasizing about his mom because who else yeah. would look at him? <laughs> I'm kidding. He's Sigmund. married in this, I think. Sigmund yeah, is famous. Know. Okay, yeah. I'm sure he got yeah, he plenty. Can, he can take it, um, and um, he's dead. Yeah, so those are our, our battery packs. Um, but if we, if we, as we've said every time. <laughs> but, uh, now that we've had our sup, uh, it's time for some, some Coke uh, from our what? bottle. When we say bottles, I think... <laughs> Not lines of Coke. I think of Coke bottles. When I say bottles, I don't mean milk bottles. All coke right. and milk. It's bottles time. Yeah. Um, uh. So... <laughs> it's a very pregnant pause. <laughs> I feel like I can mostly talk about moments that I enjoyed in this yeah, film look. as opposed to specific things. Yeah. Like, love the bit where like Jung and Freud have just met and there's the sequence where they talk for thirteen hours straight, but there's also a bit where Jung is just helping himself to like seven hundred yeah. pieces of food from the the joint family tray. He's just going at it and well, eating more meatloaves. It's more, really more funny because like it's framed like it's just the two of them and there's this big tray and yeah. there's like this line of sausages like or like sausages. meatloaf or whatever. Um, and he takes half of them <laughs> and then he's when, and we were commenting, we we're like, we were like okay, Oh hungry boy. The hungry boy Okay, yeah. growing. And then, and then, um, and then Freud makes like a little couple of jokes about it, and then it pans, it pans to, his to like family, the rest of his family who are just sitting there hungry, lot. watching Jung eat all of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, that moment. There's also the salt, where yeah, he and his wife are sitting across the, the from the meal from each other, and he just spends a good thirty seconds applying salt to the food, and uh, <laughs> it was very noticeable. It's like rude to the cook. Rude to the cook. Rude to his wife if she was the cook. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I find yeah I enjoy. The I film. tried like pouring salt on the wound there. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that I enjoy most for yeah Cronenberg is like the body horror stuff and like the the moments of surprise of of of, of uh, bloodshed and these are far and few between in this one but when they do come they're pretty great like when Kira grabs the knife and as is yeah, halfway through it's, it's not even a knife it's, it's a, like letter a letter opener a letter opener and slashes Jung's face uh, because she's being broken up with for like the third and final time yeah um and she like it took us by surprise yeah and these little like jolts of surprise I, mean, I think yeah food and consumption like comes into that as well when it like 
actually yeah digs into that kind of stuff it's yeah it's oh, Kira's contortions yes like, that's very freaky i yeah. feel like we've got to say put this as a model I mean, because yeah, i think absolutely. it was it was camp honestly it was like, camp the, there was like and, right and there was, out of the game and there was genuine horror yeah i i think things were no, going to be flinging out there's like, no cgi in this film but there is Kira knightley's body like yeah. she yeah. yeah the way she contorts herself so she's i guess I guess hysteric. Yeah. It's like not really a clear, General like, hysteria. you know, it's one of those old timey mental illness things where yeah. it's not really clear what and it is. Oh boy, does she play it? Well, <laughs> she is playing it with just like a whole, like, just twitching and quivering and like well, and it's, rolling and it's, wreathing. It's, it's shot one after we get like the intro. She's yeah, in this the carriage first thing we and see she's is like, her, like <gasps> yeah, like screaming, trying to like push her way out of the carriage. They're like restraining her back. And then, uh, yeah, we see her undergo talk therapy with Jung, who is trying this out for her. It's like the first time that mm. he's tried it on her. Uh, and she, um, yeah, like spends the entire time just like, it's it's almost like she is getting like there's a magnet at the end of her chin and it's getting oh, drawn literally <laughs> to a heavy piece of metal. It's like pushing it out of the frame. Just, it's like a it's like on the edge of dislodgement. Yeah, like. it looks like she's gonna dislocate her chin, her her joints, like everything. Yeah. It's, her it's, like it's shoulder crazy. blades. Like I'm and like she's quivering all times. Her lip and, is tied quite closely yeah, in yeah. with the jaw, and her lip is quivering. Her hands are like grasping yeah. her head, mm. her mouth. Mm. Oh, I love some hand there acting. There is this like, commitment to the point of extremes. It's um, you it's, know, she gave it her all. It's, it's extremely funny. Yeah. I would oh, say, 100%. which I don't know is the intention of the film. But I have questions. A question around that. I mean, it's enjoyable. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be funny. I don't think it is, but uh, I think he. Well, Dave probably just saw it and and kept Post it. Personal friend Dave. Yeah. yeah, it felt like of a like when when she like calms down i don't know like uh like is less hysterical i guess uh it still feels like the same character it's still she's yeah. committed she's not at the extreme that she was yeah like. yes. and so like i still buy it as the same character but yeah it does it does slightly remove you and, from and the kira film. is you know like that's a meal for her like she oh, does she's it she, feasting she's yeah. doing everything she's and it's very hard i can't even imagine performing that scene yeah. even without kira's like you know <laughs> advantages like yeah. and yeah. really i can't picture anyone else doing this you put your hands on either side I like of the your way chin that he was saying <laughs> that the way that people euphemistically refer to someone's breasts as their assets <laughs> but calling kira's advantages her chin. Uh, advantages <laughs> so good <laughs> Might do a replay right here. <laughs> yeah. Even without Kira's, like, you know, advantages. Yeah, the naturally gifted among us. I mean, no one else is that gifted. Honestly, the, uh, the only other two actresses who I think are, like, kind of gifted in the same way is Reese Witherspoon, but not the right vibe for this. Like, no, she's got oh a my problem. god, no. <laughs> Also, and, Reese Witherspoon could not play a Jewish person, no. I don't think. Um, <laughs> like, here, I don't think it's Jewish either, but, but I feel I like think, she, can, she can play it. I think the yeah. only one who comes close to Cheer's chin acting is Claire Danes, which I've seen many times in Homeland, where she's being right. taken away, and she's mm. kind of also like... Got a, yeah. got, a, got a forward chin forward yeah. performance. Chin forward. Uh, Which is funny, in Romeo and Juliet, she wasn't very chin forward, but she kind of grew into it. Like, yeah, I could say, I don't know if I've seen that many Claire Danes films. She's one of those people who I feel like I've just seen Little Women, Romeo and mm. Juliet. But 
you know what you have seen you know what you have seen what the family stone Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember any, yeah, exactly. any particular chin moments in that. No, but, but you know. she's she's very she's she's not as you know prominent as Kira's, but she mm. does have a strong chin. I'm just trying like from muscle memory, see if I can remember any other like chin chin uh, heroines. Uh, I mean, you have seen. nose gods like you know Owen Wilson, yeah. Carl Malden, Adam like, Driver. Yeah, mm. yeah. Famously compared to an Easter Island statue at one point. Owen Wilson's nose, I think, is the most iconic, I think. Because he's got that... It's broken, broken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, What were we saying? Her chin, her asset. Her her advantage. 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 Um, We we try to talk about this film, but I feel feel like I don't have that much to talk about with this film, is the thing. One other Um, bottle I'd say is the spats between Freud and Jung are quite entertaining. It's less when they're talking around, like, the philosophical kind of arguments um, um, and more, like, when they are catty and, you know... Yeah, when they're just kind other. of being bitchy towards each other. Yeah. Um, um, like, there's a, yeah, a point where... And it's also that they don't even need to be in the same room. Like, there's a point where... So so I don't know if we made it clear that uh, Kira's character, she's a patient at first, yeah. but she also later goes on mm. to become a psychologist in her own right. Oh, that's right, she really does, yeah. she's becoming a, a doctor, and she's so she smart. trains under under young uh then later goes off to university um and yeah. then comes back and uh trains under you know works with freud yeah um and sort of joins his camp i guess which is a, a further betrayal of their relationship to young mm-hmm. um but there's a, a scene where yeah it's uh freud saying like ah oh, we've got no disagreements being young except for the, the, all these terrible things about him <laughs> that suck and all these elements of his profession that i hate but <laughs> you yeah. know we're we're fine and it's it's, it's just some good like bitchiness i think yeah well it's both of the ways they talk about each other i quite like seeing how their um relationship developed where like he saw him as a like his successor because gross is was gross yeah um Um, but jung's also kind of uncomfortable about that from the start because he's seen all of freud's other like lackeys and they're all kind of crappy psychologists and he's got his own ideas that he wants to explore some Mm. of which are batshit as we can talk about um (laughs) Yeah, but it's funny seeing how their relationship devolves into just passive-aggressive bitchiness. Uh, yeah. As I said, I love when men are bitches. It's yeah. just like, MIB, men is bitch. Like- <laughs> the, the best stroke that Freud has, which probably isn't intentional, is they're oh, having love, this argument yeah. uh, back and forth about... Like, it's just like an Egyptian yeah. god or something. Yeah. About whether, about whether he something, scratched so, this, out his this, this Egyptian god had... Uh, this Egyptian pharaoh had father issues or not, if he had daddy issues or not. And Freud's like, of course he had daddy issues. And Jung's like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, they were like, they were trading barbs at each other. And then you see all the other people in the meeting just file They would just leave. They're like, like, goodbye. "Mm." It's just traditional at this point that they have these little spats. And what does Freud do? It's not intentional. Well, at first you think it's like real because it's like you haven't seen maybe this is the end. Yeah, this like maybe is he's like... gonna die at this point. So he he kind of yeah, yeah he has he like just... this attack. He's oh, like he shivering. starts shaking and he, he collapses and falls to the and, ground. And I said I was like I bet he's faking it. <laughs> well, there was no indication of this beforehand, and I I just said that offhand. And then like yeah, as Jung comes to like look down towards him, he's just like. Wow. And just like continue, like sort of opens his eyes and then just continues the the discussion. And, and like, I was like, that's when you know that he's lost the argument. Yeah, he's just getting, a, he's getting out of that's it. That's the only way he could get out of it with some dignity. Also, yeah. according to the postscript things, he did not die for another like almost like 20 something years. Like, so. He says, like, what a grace it would be to die, right? 
Like mm. my my reading of that was like he was feeling enfeebled and yeah, like did it's supposed genuinely to be feeling fall. old, but he's, it also yeah. wasn't that old. Like yeah, yeah. but I, would, <laughs> I don't know if it's the case or not. But yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to I don't fall think he's, a, I don't think the movie is saying that he argument. was faking to to get at the argument, yeah. but that's just what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I mean I enjoyed as well was just like the dangerousness of Kira's character her yeah. yeah her method <laughs> the method to her madness if one might say it was very fatal attraction it was very mm. like she's very like kind of live wire so <laughs> yeah it's could like do anything. are you ignoring me dan like, <laughs> yeah and and the and their like attraction at the start where like she reveals like yeah i like to be i want to be whipped um I, or like um thrashed by her her dad and she liked it um and then his kind of attraction to that and their like budding kind of romance like it feels like a really clear like engine to the film of like okay yeah. cool they're gonna have an affair and that's bad because he's married and she's his patient yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also you just you know you know it's a bad idea because of how she is and how yeah she yeah. never hides it and yeah. then he still goes <laughs> he still goes makes through. a real bad choice this is a bad and job like, you, you can have an affair with literally anyone <laughs> yeah and you chose the one who would spread rumors <laughs> and blackmail yeah, and harm every, you to everybody about how you were sleeping together and write anonymous letters about it to spread to everybody and it's like it's not like you didn't know this it's not like she switched it up switch up the game on you it's like it was there but maybe that was the attraction all along a live wire maybe he convinced himself it was like oh no she's 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 cured now she wouldn't do that yeah i fixed her yeah i don't think he was thinking at all except with his dick yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh and you know gross was just like egging him on egging him on there is also something amusing (laughs) about um with freud and jung being like oh yes well one person talked about excreting this thing and then withholding back it's like oh yeah a lot of my patients are very interested in the anal uh yeah there was a layer of like yeah weird sexual tension between the two of them yeah between the two of them and then also just how they like dryly talk about their like urges of like oh i think they might have sexual urges like yes maybe and how they're just petty towards each other it's just like remember that dream that like he refused to share because he seemed like he was such a scorned lover yeah it's like Jung has a dream that he shares because he loves to just talk about his dreams and he shares with Freud in which he's like ah yes it was about like I was crossing this border and there was this old ancient border guard there and everybody said ah he's like a walking ghost he just uh, refuses to die and Freud's like well I guess that that old border guard represented me and you think I'm too old and i should just die and Jung's like ah oh, i don't i don't think that was necessarily what i was thinking oh, it probably was yeah. and then freud's like well i'm not gonna share my dream <laughs> it's very like yeah. it's, it's like extremely like pity yeah I'm, it's like you're nothing i'm nothing to you unless i'm everything to you like yeah. come yeah. on girl and that kind of comedy of manners it's not full-on comedy of manners but that like restraint and um yeah bringing out those kind of tensions could be really fun if that was through, I, through more of the film. But this is the thing. I mean, I think should we move on yeah. to bananas because I feel like yeah, sure. So yeah. much of it is kind of discussing. I feel like of... a lot of the things that we enjoyed out of this film was us finding humor in things which are not meant to be read as humorous. Yeah, and it's often a case with mixed bag films <laughs> that we talk about on the spot yeah. because you know I, I'll, I'll honestly I will enjoy any film to some extent that I'm watching with you two because yeah. like with the yeah. three. We've got to keep ourselves entertained. Sit there and entertain ourselves. But honestly, this film is quite dry. It is quite dry, It's like, yeah, I I don't think it plays up. Like, there there is, I think, a heightenedness and a more interestingness and a more kind of 
yeah, kind of extremes of emotion that it could be playing with in terms of these relationships. Mm. Um, but it, it kind of keeps it all pretty camp down. Yeah. Like, I think they think that because there is occasional moments of, like, sex scenes between uh, uh, Fraulein Stilrein and, and, um, and Jung, that that's, like, enough for us to be like, yeah. ah, yes, like, this well, is that's... edgy. Mm, but I, this I, is a pick-me-up. But in well, fact, I feel like it, it's kind of like, okay, but, you know, I feel like I want the heightenedness of Kira's performance applied to the rest yeah, of this film. I yeah. want it all to be at that, that level. Well, that's that's the thing. I, yeah, I never, got, like, first of all, I never got why he was into Kira in no. this film. I was like, there's nothing, like. I yes. guess it's like he's so sort of proud of his own work because he's yeah. cured her. But I never got, like, the, like. I, they don't have not, no chemistry, but they have little chemistry. Remember, yeah, they don't have, have seen... such overwhelming chemistry that he would abandon, you know, yeah. his wife and also his like, you know, reason and level like professional but faculties. Like, have you seen Shame? Yes. But like his weird chemistry with like Carey Morgan, who's so supposed to be his sister. sister. <laughs> I was like, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's the level of like, yeah. ooh. I guess he's ooh. he's playing a lot more of a restrained character in this and. Yeah. I mean, what I can read is like, you know, when she's uh, writing down, they get a whole crowd of people to like listen to Wagner and then she's like jotting down like excitedly and he's looking at her and it seems like he's most interested in her kind of passion. Yeah, I think I just wanted more of the electricity for me to kind of buy that he would let all of this go for her and then kind of heighten everything, heighten the state, just like... Yeah. Yeah. Everything I feel it. like there's a lot of coldness to this film, which yeah. like uh, just emotionally, yeah. which which I think leaves me kind of yeah not as invested as sure, it yeah. would be if like I I don't feel like I was super interested in what happened to any of these characters, uh-huh. which I yeah. think is is a problem. I think for, that for a film that's so character led, it comes along like it, it seems this film kind of has this assumption of like oh well, these are these are great men you will be interested in them yeah and it doesn't really like penetrate them or like some of their more batshit kind of views ideas um and but yeah, it also it, doesn't show like why people are so drawn to like you know i feel like if freud was depicted as a much more like charismatic character yeah so we got a sense of like oh why people were so fascinated by and adored him in the profession mm. whereas like he's not uninteresting it's just he's just kind of a guy yeah 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 and we we learned at the end of this film that this is not only uh adapted from a book but it's adapted from a play that was adapted from that book yeah um and it feels very much like a like a play with like that like it's very dialogue kind of feels like it would be a play that involves a lot of like dialectic like a lot of like ah freud and jung just discussing different psychological theories um but you know, in a real boring way. <laughs> what was it called? The Talking... Uh, the Talking Cure. The Talking wow. Cure was the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk about how Kira looks in this film. First Bad. of all, I do, I do want to say that I feel like the whole look of the film actually feels quite authentic. Like, oh, yeah. It looks yeah. like that. I, I think like, it looks period appropriate. Like, especially, like, yeah, some, some, you know, period films, like, you've taken liberties, clearly, to make it aesthetically pleasing. Whereas this, I'm like, that looks... About right. Yeah. Um, to the detriment of Kira. Yeah. It's just her. I think her hairdressing is particularly the thing. It's like, so there's bad. some odd, like, hairline. Well, her hairline her. is just like. It's too. It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You already have the chin. You don't need another prominent, <laughs> prominent feature. feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. How do you control. This is my total ignorance. How do you just control a hairline? You well, just it's just it about through. where her fringing is. Yeah. So oh. she like, could just, like, know. loosen. Like, when she had her hair down, it was fine. Or just right. if you're wanting to do that sort of 
period appropriate yeah. kind of, I don't know oh, what it is, sure. that sort of haircut. But have a just little like layer, a little, yeah. yeah. yeah just, just looping but, it down a little bit. But it was pulled so back, back like that you see the line. It, it, she yeah. looked like an alien. Mm. Like, just, I mean. Yeah, it's just choosing styles that are, are appropriately flattering, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> um, there was a hat that James did not like. Oh. But I was like, give me the hat because it's covering <laughs> her hairline. They were just weird, like. She looked saucer hats. Yeah, I, I like that. Gave were, me Chanel. I like, feel like it was the period of the time, so yeah, you know, it's yeah. Period, um, but there was definitely one that looked like Devo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there was like this conversation that they had where they were like, you know, there's feminine and man and masculine woman, and I was just thinking, I mean, there she is, <laughs> Albert Nobbs herself. <laughs> like, Kira looked quite masculine in in the way. We're, I think weirdly, yeah, because of just yeah, I guess the hairline thing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the way she conducted herself, she's not delicate like in her other films. So it kind of added to the rigidity, I think, is just like the uh, her different energy from everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And I guess she's most interesting in that section where she's more frenzied at the start. Yeah, like, she's never not interesting to me, I think. It's just like... Sure. But <laughs> I, guess, I guess like the, the kind of the, uh, the sexual energy... Uh, where she's like, oh, my dad hit me and I liked it and stuff like that. Like, I'd, I'd be more interested. I think that's when she's doing, like... she's doing that, ca- the, the sort of ridiculously extreme acting performance yeah. at yeah. that point. And she's not doing that later on. Like, yeah. she kind of mellows yeah, out. And yeah. I think that height is probably, for me, definitely is the most interesting part of the yeah. film. Yeah. And it's, I think, like, she, she... Jung, like, it feels most in- interested interesting if he's attracted to that and like what is I, yeah that about well to me at that point like when she mellows down she transfers her power from the chin to like her shoulder blades like, yeah. very hunched very like yeah yeah that's yeah. <laughs> like, um, like to me that villain. like the posture alone i'm like i'm out like that's yeah. that's not, that's well, not and, hot. and it will still resurface every now and again oh when yeah she they, gets, can, when they she continue gets this affair yeah, when like, she's like gets broken up with it's very like back to the, the, the old come out. but it's just yeah. like it's kind of almost like fully ado where they're just like mm. so ing- like mm. engrossed with each other i'm like calm down but it's... i didn't get as much of a se- like the thing is there is a scene where she breaks up with him finally it's the end of their affair and, yeah. and we see him kind of break down and weep like yeah. at her knees and I, it felt really it unbelievable for me. It yeah. did not feel earned because I don't think I got the sense of his the whole entanglement time, in the affair. No, the whole yeah. time he was keeping he kept her in that sort of reserve from yeah. her. And because she, like, yeah, it, it makes sense for her character to, you know, like try to cut him with a letter opener because she's at that height the entire time. But we don't see that passion from yeah. him. Mm. He stays this sort of, it's very this cold, removed performance. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I didn't buy it when it, he was upset to, for her mm. to be leaving him. It just, yeah. And it's quite a fascinating character that we don't really get young i mean isn't like he he does believe that he is telepathic like he believes yeah he He thinks that he can he can he's like here's this moment where he and freud are talking and i feel like this is a moment that could have again like i would want to see the sort of heightenedness of of freud realizing like oh my god young might be (laughs) insane yeah Um, (laughs) is that he he he, they hear a loud noise yeah Uh, it's like the fireplace cracking or something and he's like i felt that in my diaphragm i felt that something big was gonna happen yeah and then it's like and it's gonna happen again and it does and like yeah a weirder film would have either like 
leaned into that and just been straight up fiction and mm. he was like oh i can i can connect i think we elements. need to sort of yeah i didn't i didn't get a sense of jung as being the type of person that has those sort of yeah no exactly because he's so cool and, I think and that's like something, reserved and yeah and very... i think that's something that could have been like explored in scenes with kira you yeah know? we like, want to see like, that shift in energy where he starts yeah. to take on this thing of like i've got these ideas and it's all about dreams yeah. and that sort of that, and that he's, mania she's, she's the one who's encouraging him yeah. to be his true self because i don't think he even when he was disheveled for a little bit we never saw him really let go. Like, yeah, we don't was... really, and we really barely ever see him disheveled. Yeah, He's exactly. just kind of like doing fine and just. Yeah. All, all like tracing, like if he, if he's, if they want to keep that calm reserve thing, like he could say those ideas further afield and Freud is going like, what the, like this is wild. Yeah. Like, you know, but the thing is, if like, it's about all the, the things... cool calm kind of rhetoric yeah. of, 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 of these points of view, but you're saying stuff that doesn't really add up, like you yeah. could explore that as well yeah. like like it's sort of and the thing is that i think the thing is that the film tacitly uh endorses yeah. that jung has got magic powers that can see the future because it ends with him saying <laughs> that he has a dream where he basically predicts world well, war one well i think they just finished world war one no it's 1912 oh right right so yeah. he so haven't had coming. it yet yeah, yeah, world yeah. war one's says, about to come and he's like i dream of the blood of europe but i just don't know and, what it is yeah, and it's, it's like definitely the, the film is definitely like you know, the the film is saying yes, he he was able to predict things with his dreams. So I, I guess that means that we can't show him as being, you know, uh, uh, sort of gripped by uh, yeah. insane ideas because yeah, then go full fiction with it. Like yeah. if you want him to be this like psychological like connection kind of. I thing. think it's this thing of like I mean I'd be interested to know what the writers i mean i guess the writer of the book and then the writer of the play but the writer of the book's thoughts on jung and freud as like psychological theorists yeah. was because i think you know in general a lot of their their ideas while sort of pioneering for the time are pretty much dismissed <laughs> now, now exactly. um but not by everybody and some people still really hold with with yeah, jung yeah. and freud um you know Analyzing one more than the other and, yeah. yeah um so but perhaps if this book that is originally like you know that this is based on is pretty in favor of their work yeah. um then, then that would explain why it's it's endorsing it's kind of endorsing you know there, there isn't really any criticism of the inherent oddness i think of early psychological theory because like a lot of this stuff yeah is either kind of been proven as just like bunkum or it's just fallen out of fashion or it's mm. uh you know a really blunt way of describing something that's now described with much more subtlety and nuance. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, like the, the sort of, the, one of the things that keeps coming up in this film is that, yeah, Freud thinks everything is related to sex and Jung is like, like maybe there are some things which aren't. And Freud's like, no, no, everything. Don't worry. <laughs> um, oh, Freud, you cad. Oh, Freud. <laughs> but I was expecting more of a play with like, yeah, a, a kind of assumptions and knowledge. of Yeah, I was kind of, I think I wanted more. It was or... like a battle of the minds. Kind of like, you know, that those scenes between Joaquin Phoenix and, and Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. and the master. Yeah. More of that kind of tension. Like yeah. you're drawn to each other, but you're, you're like kind of challenging each other but in I different think, ways. Yeah, I like, think that the thing that's separating this film from being able to do that is yeah. because it has too much reverence for these actual historical figures and their ideas. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I think no that's a problem. Inf- internal life inside of the two of them. Mm. Yeah. That oh, one, God, that's I too, watch the master. The master is yeah, so good. It's, it's, and it's two like really despicable people. And Amy Adams isn't all that yeah. great either. But like, yeah, you can get inside of their kind of point of view and, and mm. that it's just this, like, this mm. spat between the two of them. Mm. 
but also oh. you get like the the sort of uh, charisma and like <laughs> how he list. how he brings him into his orbit and things like that. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's just let's talk about other films that we like <laughs> on this film. Um, <laughs> a few things that we um, kind of came up. There was the like call back to the duchess with oh yes with the um the daughters <laughs> well this is the thing is young does not care about having a boy or not but his wife is just like i'm uh, so sorry Dr. Ben. she's a daughter <laughs> and like they have two daughters and then finally a son she's like finally i have given you a son and that's like her entire personality for the whole film we don't have any <laughs> yeah. other anything else yeah she her. did perfectly fine she, <laughs> um sarah Gadon. um but yeah, underwritten as a character, I would say. Yeah, her main her main <laughs> trait is uh, being okay with young cheating. Yeah, and, which is um, revealed in a very funny scene. I have to say, <laughs> they've just bought a nice house, and she says something about like, "Oh, you seem unsatisfied, and perhaps life would be different if you were like a, a polygamist, like Otto Gross." And he's like, "Well, if I if I were to uh, be with someone else, uh, don't worry, it would be you. You'd always be first in my heart." And it's a very and you like, know what she does? She gets him a bow. Yeah, a really nice She's one just too. Like, yeah, okay. Also, he was just like when when Freud was interviewing him, and and he was just like, you know, yeah, kids. It's gonna be harder when you've got kids, mm. and he's just like, oh no, my wife's extremely wealthy. I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> don't worry, it's fine. It's fine. It's We've fine. got we got money for that. Yeah. And like he's just the world's at his oyster. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> my little notes that I have is at one point Kara says that's what she said, and we all went. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have the cheek stab, which we've mentioned. And then we have, what's her name? Um, I was going to yeah. mention that. So <laughs> uh, apparently this is uh, Dr. Sabina Stielran, I think. Spiel? Spielran. Um, but she's, she's really only, been for dentistry. She's history. only be called Fraulein Spielran. Yeah, yeah and Sabina's quite we don't, we like, don't learn her a memorable name. name. So like yeah. even Spielrein is like, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like yeah. it's they say it so infrequently that it never... It doesn't, um, doesn't it, hook I, in. I don't... Yeah, I I forget what she's called, mm-hmm. um. But just call her Sabina. She, they never mention her first name. Yeah, like it took us like it maybe it we'll... comes up in like the 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 little afterwards thing yeah. where it says like which is so her, weird, which but is I, sad I, because she I, she has like a yeah it comes with sad end. Exactly. But, um... Well, I think it was like seventy five percent of the way through the movie. I was like, what's her? Name? Yeah, and I think we just all realized that none of us knew what her name yeah. was. Yeah, and I think those those credits at the end really do kind of spell out like. What is this film like trying to say? What's like, it about? What's it yeah. about? And it's like, I guess it's a fight between these two dueling. I think it's minds. trying to say, like, I think the intention, and I think it fails here. I think the intention is to say, here is a woman who is an unsung hero of early psychological theory. Right, who contributed mm. to. But because we don't, like, she's not yeah. the main character. Jung is the main character. No, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, what, like, Make her the main character. Exactly. If that's what you want yeah. To, I think that's a much more interesting film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a totally different type of film, completely different. different. Film. But if it's about you know this woman who goes from being completely underestimated as like a patient who has you know like a as, as a very volatile and like um you know not orthodox kind of person. Yeah. But she has these brilliant ideas, and then we see we find out what those ideas are because it's not clear. What yeah, the I still are. didn't get how smart she was in the yeah film. Like, it's like we get that she's her, her good I saw, her, nice. I saw her being crazy i didn't see her being astute yeah, she sort of occasionally will say some stuff it's around like in order to have like a relationship or like sexual kind of tension yes there has to be two opposite kind of elements and a total right. destruction of the ego that's right yeah right? i think she's saying like you because they like, needed to make that, a bigger yeah, moment that sexual that. acts are both like our annihilation of the self and the creation of a new right. thing yeah. so it's like yeah which is you know like you know 
know, it's some inter- there's some interesting it's stuff interesting that you can have theoretical, with theoretical stuff. concept, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to privilege her as a as a psychological mm. figure, as, as a theorist, as someone who should be remembered better, then include that yeah. in the film much more. Yeah. Like but, put those ideas and, to the front. Yeah. And it feels like in the marketing, they're like trying to emphasize that where they have like Freud and Jung on either side. Yeah. She's right in the middle, and she, their faces are crossing over to imply like crossing over ideas or whatever. And she's billed first in the final yeah. credits. I was gonna say though before we discuss that, I'm like, look at Kira. Um, Portraying another woman forgotten by history. Go girl. <laughs> I know, she's still doing Georgina. it. Georgina. Queen. Yeah, I yeah. love it, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's a thing where it, I don't think that this this film does a good job of actually telling this woman's story, yeah. which is, yeah. is a shame because, which, like, you yeah. know, she isn't as well-known as either Freud or Jung, and, you know, it'd be interesting to, to actually know what she said. Yeah, and this I, is the first time I've ever heard I've never heard of it, yeah. And I wonder if it's tied up in the adaptation of feeling too obliged to, like, have to yeah and i'm, I'm sure that of, it's christopher hampton's play is probably you know Freud. the first one yeah. to, to to make an issue of that because it's based off that yeah um and then maybe this book also was more about her relationship with Jung than it is about mm. her own thoughts yeah um but you know i mean I have, we haven't read or seen in no, either of no. those so we could just talk about this film and yeah i think if that's what its mission is i, I think it fails at it but you mentioned the billing yeah which yes. you know Wild. we saw Kira we're like okay cool okay. she's a female lead cute and then, and then we were we were we were expecting Michael Fassbender as yeah. the the main character as the, as the protagonist the lead, of the film yeah. yes and then we saw Vigo Mortensen we're like oh <laughs> okay and then Michael third yeah Vigo, interesting Vigo is maybe in like I don't know, like thirty Vigo minutes. Vigo is of literally a, a supporting I think he's character. He's in a lot of it, but I'd say he's probably in yeah, maybe he's, maybe half the film. It's, of the the film is not about him. It's, it's like yeah. it's mainly about Michael, but also about Kira, but definitely not about yeah. Him. Like Freud, we don't know what he wants. About most Vigo, of it, like he's yeah. just like a guy that you know Jung go, uh, admires and then has an enmity with. But he we see me, it through Jung's perspective. Do you know what he gave me? Like Christoph Fulton Django vibes to me, like with a, I don't know, the whole get up. Yeah, that's what I got from it. I there's also like that element of like, do they want to like, does he want to like fuck him or like be like close to him? There's this kind of like admiration, which could have been. But there was one moment we didn't talk about in our in our bottles. Oh, which yeah. I also has a bottle, which is uh, when Jung has uh, when Freud has decided finally to to end his friendship with Jung. Uh, mm. We show this through he's taken all of his letters and he's put them all in a oh, box. Yeah, and so course. then he walks over to his bookcase and takes <laughs> a framed portrait of Jung that's just been sitting there. No one else in the picture, just like a, yeah, a just headshot. A headshot. Yeah. <laughs> and like looks at it, holds it to his chest for a moment, thinking of, of what could have been. <laughs> And then places it in the chest with the yeah. letters and locks yeah. it. Yeah. And we're just we're all just howling at the fact that he had this picture of I him thought, on there in the I first guess it's place. been a number of God. years. But, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but what but like but who, how many pic- like... how many pictures of your colleagues do you have in a framed individual photo on your yeah. bookshelf? Yeah. Not a lot. Not a um, lot. Not even your friends. Really. Not even my friends. Like, it's yeah. weird. Like yeah. in a group shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just the headshot. <laughs> now just we're just looking up, around, just looking being around. like, yeah, oh, is there any, any I've got, you know, there's two yeah. of us there. There's our family over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. But <laughs> this was, I guess this was the breakout year for Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Previously, he was known. Is this our first Fassen Vigo? I 
Thanks. I think for both of them, first appearance on the pod. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. There you go. Welcome, boys. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like maybe we... I don't know. Mm. But yeah. I uh, feel like we've seen Vigo. I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't know what in. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I there's so. another one, a green book we can do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, but yeah. Fassbender was was blowing up. And yeah, this was his big year, his big breakout year with Shame we've mentioned earlier, yes. and his creepy um, uh, chemistry with Carey Mulligan, who was yeah. amazing in that film. I don't like Shame, but I know. I, oh, it's I, very hard to watch. I just for me. don't just, think it's point. It has a point. It doesn't add up. <laughs> he is a sex addict. That's the, yeah. That's it. I'm just I'm just like it's literally a masturbatory film. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally just like who cares? Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, this was his big year. He did not get nominated for an Oscar because Shame is a difficult movie to watch, and I'm sure a lot of the people did not want to watch it. But this yeah. was his big year, and he got you know nominated for a lot of awards, including. Uh, you know, getting Best Actor at the Los Angeles Film Critics Award, where he was awarded for that, for this, for and, Jane Eyre, and, and X-Men First Class. X-Men First Class. <laughs> so exemplary for Good Michael. year. Yeah, and I think across his career, he was, like, building on and on. So, like, he does 12 Years a Slave. And then, of course, he gets, like, his absolute um, golden kind of peak with Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah his, his ultimate jewel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. I mean, he did Macbeth. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah he did Macbeth. Steve Jobs. I think he's got. He's in next next goal wins. Ah, next Steve is, Jobs. Yeah. I would like to talk about, and I would like to talk about Kate Winslet's <laughs> accent. <laughs> and Steve Jobs. Her Polish accent. Oh. oh god. It's it's by um god, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Danny Boyle. Yeah, yeah, and Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Danny Boyle directed. Um, Ooh, Danny Boyle. <laughs> I was meant to apparently direct No Time to Die. Anyway. Really? I yeah. think he would actually be good in a Bond film. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, it sounds like... I feel like we try and talk about everything other than this film. Yeah, well, we're circling it, so let's... Well, you know, we have to talk about the most important part of the film and mo- the most important part of the series. The chins the and chins. outs. Oh, our grand Kira. finale. Um, yeah. So let me remind everybody once again, we grade Kira Knightley's chin forwardness of her performance mm-hmm. um, on a scale from soft to chiseled. Uh, for weak to chiseled, sorry. Um, so this is a five point. Chisel. Oh, jutting is fourth. Jutting yes. is fourth. Oh, and fifth is chiseled. Okay. So, uh, so just reminding everybody the scale. Number one, weak. Mm. Number two, soft. Ah. Number three, protruding. Number four, jutting, and number five, chiseled. Mm. Um, and look, I'm gonna say this is this is we we chose this film because we knew we needed to have a guaranteed we, we, surefire chiseled we, performance. We built a whole series. We around built a series film. around the chiseledness yeah. of this chin acting, and but, I think there's there's no other rating that could be appropriate I, for this I film. I don't think we can overstate how extreme it is. No, it's, it's like it, it, you know that moment where like the alien like opens its mouth and then a tiny little alien comes out. Like that's what her chin looks like and she juts it out. It's... Do you know when the, the nutcracker's jaw clenches? Yes. The nut in there. Yeah. Um, she is the nutcracker. I have seen the scene multiple times for a laugh out of context, but even be, even being prepared, having seen it multiple times, I still was not ready well, seeing not, it in context. It's a thing. There's not just one scene. There's no. It is actually two. Yeah, there's, there's two, two major scenes. Yeah. But but even, there are even... other points throughout the film as well where she just, any time that her emotion get high her chin gets long yeah the chin and she oh was she played with like you know inverting the chin as well Mm. she's doing lots Mm. of movements with her mouth highlighting the chin yeah Yeah. the the quivering lip precipitating a chin forward yeah Yeah. so i think it yeah it's a chiseled for me too chiseled chiseled 
Well, one th- yeah, one thing we haven't done is decide where all the rankings. We've got five films. Five, We've got five, five, films. five points We've in got the five scale. Five nights. Okay. Um, Do we need reminders? Yes. That's now, a yeah, quick rundown. A quick rundown. Okay. Um, so Night our very one. first film was. I don't remember. Anna Karenina. <laughs> I'm pulling it up. Okay. Night one. Okay. Anna Karenina. Night one. Anna Karenina. Night, Night two. two. Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. Night three, the, the Duchess. Duchess. Night four, the, the Nutcracker and the Four Rooms. <laughs> Quite a mouthful. <laughs> and night, night five, five, a dangerous method. So we have to land these. In I mean, the look, we've got a clear number. Like ch- number ch- one, ch- number chiseled, a dangerous, a dangerous method. method. Okay. Um, I feel like Anna Karenina is probably my weakest in terms of chin. Mm, like I feel mm. like she doesn't really do too much chin, and I think potentially that that's an inverse correlation with my favorite of these films. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I mean, I didn't think that was a reason, but yeah, I think there's not much chin in that film, so and I also liked off, it a lot. Yeah. Do we jot down what? We landed on I mean, who cares? Time. This okay. is just yeah, like this is a general form. feeling it's vibes, of, of it's vibes. this. This is us yeah. after a cumulative mm. season. Yeah. Mm. What do we feel? I think number four for me was actually the Duchess. Ooh. I don't know. It was that moment with with it the. It was the moment. It was of the chin, iconic. The christening like, of I think. The chin. I think there was more moments in say, um, Nutcracker or. Um, but it was it was the moment for me where it was just like so sweet. prominent. Yeah, I Charlotte think like Rampling. Dead Man's Chest definitely did have a, a jutting scene, like a mm. very strong yeah, where chin she locked scene. Up Jack. But that's the thing where she only had the one chin scene, yeah. I and mean, the rest of the very long film mm. was not so chin forward. Are we saying number two weak is Nutcracker then? So I think weak is the lowest, soft. Yeah, I that's what I mean. So, so, soft okay, is are definitely. Going, are we going from top or bottom? I think we're just kind of placing okay, okay, stage. Yeah. This is a discussion. So, this is open discussion. Okay, nice. Everybody else, ch- chip in from home. Um, just join in. Speak to us. So what was that for Nutcracker? Wh- I feel like Nutcracker is pretty Weak. close to the bottom. Weak. It's, gotta be, it's pretty soft. We read it high in the moment, but I think, um, like, cumul- the- Hello, boys. I don't know. Cumulatively, it doesn't feel like as yeah. much impact Maybe it's in me. the middle. Maybe. Because, well, Pirates feels Cause I- middle. Yeah, I feel Pirates quite strongly middle. about the Duchess because that. You feel I, I don't know if I feel strongly about the Duchess. I think, you're getting swayed I think by that's that. just that one moment. But I think it's, another actor. But, but then she also had that scene at the end where she was like, mm, mm, with her baby. I think there's. I'll put like, it in the middle. We'll try put to it in get the to the baby scene versus the uh, tap. You have to stay here. So scene I think. From, um, I think. I think soft, soft Anna, weak Nutcracker. Protruding. I think weak is lower Duchess. than soft. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's go from five. So okay, five. Number five. Um, chiseled. chiseled. It's clearly a dangerous, dangerous method. method. Number four. I Jutting. think pirates. pirates. I, I'll I give it pirates. to you guys. Dead man's chest. Yeah. Yeah. That one Number saying? three in the Protruding. middle. What's it called? Protruding. I think the the Duchess to me. The Duchess. Okay. Yeah. The Duchess. Okay. Yeah. And then nutcracker. Soft weak. nutcracker. Soft nutcracker. I think there were still weak. some moments in nutcracker, yeah. but I think yeah. it, again, it's most. I think it's more the voice. Yeah. It's not as you know. I don't remember. Any particular like big chin scenes from the it's Nutcracker. the voice and then the the costume the look yeah yeah and then and then Anna. I think then Anna Karenina, Anna Karenina is, is our weakest probably her chin. finest her finest performance yes. her performance weakest yeah. chin of all of those well we can do our bags and biffs and maybe you can rank the films and performances just quickly okay. yeah. yeah well yeah let's wrap let's, up let's dangerous wrap up, yeah. method with bag or boof yeah so when I first saw this film I thought I was like oh yeah you know it was well it looked pretty with well 
made performances uh and i had liked it i don't know why i think at that time you feel a pressure of like oh there's a well-known director with i feel like it sort of as it feels like it thinks that it's a smart film yeah Mm. um (laughs) but on reflection watching it there was like a bit in like 20 minutes and 30 minutes of like i'm i'm here i'm here for this and then it just gradually just relented and kind of wilted away as it kind of went on as Kira's performance became a lot less um Mm. if not flamboyant yeah just out there um and then it just became very kind of dull um aside from some fun little Vigo spats and so it's a it's a biff for me for that reason I'll go next um I actually enjoyed the film Look, sometimes it's like, like, it's a textbook. Sometimes I like reading textbooks. And there was enough, <laughs> there was enough there in Kira's performance where I was like, um, yes, give me all of this. That was very entertaining to me. There was enough of her being a crazy ex-girlfriend that I really enjoyed in this film. Even though, yes, I know I acknowledge that parts of it were really cold and detached, but there was enough for me to keep going. Um, so it's a bag for me. Uh, this is definitely a biff from me. I know that Matt just jumped in there so that it could be a tie-breaking situation because he knew where I was well. going. Um, but yeah, uh, this is just, I just found this film pretty boring. And I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I liked the, the Kieraness at yeah. the start. Like I think that's when it was that, at that height and I wished it could continue in that mode the whole way through, yeah. but it, it really did not. And there were just some points when I was sitting there going like, we're still watching this, eh? <laughs> uh, and yeah, it just, it just did not hold my attention. Um, and yeah, I think it's because it perhaps because it set itself so high, and that the fact that those those scenes were right at the start, I think, were to its detriment because yeah. that was the stuff I was waiting for. And then after that point, it felt like it was kind of all downhill because we'd already seen yeah. the scenes. Um, so maybe that's that's partially what I was bringing to this film uh, yeah. to watch it. But yeah, that that made it a biff for me. Favorite films, favorite performances, least favorite films, least favorite performances. Um, I think. Favorite film, favorite performance for me is just Anna. As Anna. Anna, Anna, Anna. Karenina. I love yeah. this. Film. I think f- favorite film definitely Anna. I think this is my favorite Kira performance. <laughs> it's just so entertaining. No, I, love, I love that. That's it's great. so entertaining. I don't like maybe her performance in Anna is better, but I was way more entertained <laughs> by her in this performance. Um, least favorite movie. Uh, I think my least favorite is probably me. oh Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Nutcracker is is, is uh, bad. Dead Chest film. definitely tried me though. Like Which it was one? just Dead Man's Chest had Dead good bits in it. Oh, it's some great did. sequences in Dead Chest. It was just yeah, the Nutcracker, uh, Nutcracker was just bad. Sorry, uh, someone I don't know. <laughs> someone who may like it or uh, not. You know. Yeah. Uh, who's her best like love interest? I think Bronsky. Bronsky. I was gonna say, yeah, I was like Matthew McFadden, but <laughs> was not. <laughs> it was... But Fr- Vronsky for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Least fave performance from Kira. Yeah. Kira's least favorite performance. Um, <sighs> Dead Man's Chase. She was phoning it in. You know, yeah. it was perfectly. The yeah. bit which is on the beach. And, and you know, boy, what? stop. Fighting. I, I was, was like, surprised no. by the Duchess. It was fine. Like, the Duchess, I think there I were just it was moments be- of like, ooh, yeah. but then yeah. I definitely thought it would be more boring. The surprise queer was definitely It was definitely, yeah, mm, probably to I its like. to yeah, its credit. Yeah. A great surprise. I mean, oh, actually I think my favourite love interest was uh but you know, uh, to challenge oh, Vronsky is, is what's her face? Uh, is yeah. Bess. 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 Yeah. 
Who's Gemma? Gemma Arterton played it. That's not Gemma Arterton. Wait, which one? It's Hayley Atwell. Hayley Atwell. Oh, I'm so sorry to this woman. Arterton and Atwell. Sorry to this woman. I mix mix Gemma Arterton and Hayley Atwell up because they have a similarly round kind of face. Very British Um, names. Yes. Um, Well, that concludes our season. And you know what? I quite like Kira now. Look, this has really raised Kira in my estimation. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, having, you know, a converted ex-Kira hater. Did um, not like Kira at all. Yeah. She worked hard. Yeah, I she think she the work. Did, I think her first, I, as I think we've probably mentioned this, but like, I think the first seeds of me liking Kira was Never Let Me Go. Oh, and we, yeah. would never, we, I, can, we can never let that film go, obviously. I think it's come up in every episode and it's because yeah. uh, this is just a secretly a, a psyop to help all of you yeah. <laughs> go, and go home and watch Never Let Me Go. I and think, and I now think, I'm rooting for her. Like, get get some good projects, yeah. Kira. I think also her, like, first, like, big film, Bend It Like Beckham, is, like, oh, it's a great, a film. great, great film for her. Like, mm. you yeah. know, it's so fun, It's just, so like, energetic. the thing about Bend It Like yeah. Beckham, though, is just... I'll, they should have been gay. Yeah, like, I will yeah. never forgive, like, the, the studios for, for preventing what was written as a gay film. Yeah. And, you know, no matter, so. like, if I like Kira or not, at the end of the day, she'll always have Pride and Prejudice to me, <laughs> which is... Um, <laughs> I love and Matthew McFadden is her like um this is yeah just been this there. has been a Matthew McFadden discovery series for me <laughs> yeah. honestly um he's great my choice but to stand Start yeah Succession well, three coming out soon exactly well I'm sure we'll have another actress season at some point in at the future at some point but not but not next not next next <laughs> week we will next week next ep if we could do a next ep yeah be a Halloween episode yeah. you know it's either a spooky episode or a spooky reality <laughs> hey. Hey, hey stay tuned uh, for now wait wait where can we find us? Mixbag Pod, Mixbag Podcast, or and email mixbag. us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Nobody does. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you, I, ho- I assume James one is checking day, us. One oh, I, day. I check him. Okay, one night, even. We're, you know, someone that does get in touch, it, it's spam. We get so much spam. Oh, miss spam. <laughs> yeah. Just people um, trying to finagle, finagle credit cards. Hope numbers. you enjoyed the five nights as much as we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, hope it held your chinterest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for now, that's, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.